Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Riley Reese. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting for our 10th annual aviation month. I'm so blessed to have you here this wonderful evening. It, uh, I'm, we almost didn't get you, but I'm so glad we did because you have quite a background. You're going to fill our audience in on everything. You've been flying with the Air Force and working with them, serving for over 20 years. You're about to leave them and start your own business, a healthcare business, which is a fabulous story in itself. But you're going to also share some of the wonderful lessons you've learned being a pilot and in the military and how you've applied that to your business. So welcome to Savvy. Christina, thank you so much for having me. It's just um, so special to be here um, when aviation has obviously been such a large part of my life for such a long time. So thank you so much. This is oh. super exciting. I'm, I'm humbled to be here. <laughs> You're welcome. And you say you've been flying since you were 18. What even brought you to aircraft or flying? What was, what was the push towards it? Yeah, so so um, most pilots will tell you it just happens pretty instantly. Um, and I happened to be flying home from college. Um, so I flew home from, you know, Raleigh, North Carolina to Nashville, Tennessee. And when I got off the airplane, my whole life changed. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And it was it was it was just that fast. Like, I just knew I was I loved every single bit of it. Um, it was just magic that first time taking off. Um, I went to college out of state. 
Um, I didn't fly until I was later. So I didn't fly until I was a little bit older. I was 17 when I went to college. And I'm telling you, the minute the minute I flew, I, I knew what I was going to do. It, it, it's that instant for most pilots, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. it is. You know, even for myself, and I tell people who've listened to my show, I, I started flying because I was scared to death of it. And I love to travel. So I said, I'm going to take myself to an airport and take this flying lesson thing to get over it. And then by the time I came down for my first lesson, I'm like, sign me up. I love this. <laughs> Exactly. And it's funny when people are, are fearful, I tell them the same thing, go under, you know, go to the small airport, go to the FBO, go take a lesson so you can really understand and feel what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I think also a lot of people tell me when they get that sense of they can control the aircraft, they realize it's not all that difficult to control the aircraft. Yes, there's a lot to think about in the aircraft and there's a lot of lessons and it's not yeah. just flying the airplane. Um, but that's not as scary when you get behind and you start understanding what see for me it was this thing that my gosh this should follow the sky how is this staying in the sky that was as a kid that's what i was thinking in a big aircraft how is this not falling out of the sky and we're all dying but yeah. when you start to learn you realize what keeps it up in the air yeah absolutely physics and it was amazing because my first time flying um when you just hear those big engines and you know, and all that thrust um, and everything that was going on, I, I was just, all, I was all in at that moment. <laughs> so I knew right away. Now, now, what took you to the Air Force? And you started first in, as an enlisted aeromedical evacuation technician, and then you turned into an officer and C-17 pilot. That is a huge jump. How did that come about? Yeah, so um, it's when you hear the beginning of this, it's really not a complicated story. So I went to school um, in North Carolina. My goal was to go to Duke. I want to be a doctor. Um, but because I had this moment, this pivotal moment when I was so young and I said, I, I want to fly these jets. Um, and nobody in my family was military or in aviation. Um, and so my mom had actually talked to some people and they're like, okay, well, if you want to be a pilot, this is what you should do. You should go to the military. They train the best. Um, and, and so what happened was I, I went for a year of college and then I moved back to Tennessee. Um, I joined the Tennessee Air National Guard. Um, and when the recruiter quit laughing at me, when I was like, I went, I went to the, I went to the, to the base um, in Nashville and I was like, Hey, I want to be a pilot. What do I do? And he, he laughed and he, you know, I didn't understand females aviation like I knew no bounds and so he's like well you're 18 you need a degree you know probably need to be 21 and, you know he said a few other requirements and I just jumped in right so I transferred um, back to um, Middle Tennessee State University I joined the aerospace program um, and and again because I was 18 um, and I wanted to start stacking my resume to get a pilot slot I joined the guard and they were pretty much like you can't join now as a, as a pilot as an officer here's how it works um, but they're like hey you have an interest in healthcare, and you know there's this thing called air medical evacuation technician where you get to fly in the back of the airplane um, but you also get to go to flight school and you get to learn and you're part of the industry and you know you get to work with the front end crew and um, and that was in, in 2001. I joined in February, 2001. 
Wow. So that was great. So they, they gave you the option. I love the fact that you walked in there going, yeah, so what's the problem? Why are you laughing? Because uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Some people let that stop them and be like, well, you know, I've been hearing it's not possible. I'm a girl and STEM and la, la, la. And I, I love that, you know, because it's, it is true. It, it really is possible if you have this passion, you follow it through and you do the hard work. And, and that is the key to it, too. There is effort involved, a lot of effort. Um, you have to want it and you have to push for it because I've, I've had a couple people on here who have been um, military pilots and uh, in some cases if they were fighter pilots they had to be the best of the best and have a lot of competition and sometimes take the test over and over and over again to get their you know their desire and you just if you want it bad enough you stick with it work hard yeah yeah absolutely right it would would what sounds like preparation perseverance right so, yeah. absolutely Absolutely. Now, now you you do all that and now you're about to leave the military, but you have this idea. You've always had this burning passion for health and you say you want to do something that's not being touched by a lot of the healthcare industry. And that is alternative, holistic. And so you're starting Sophia Health. How did that come about and what's this going to look like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I launched this in 2019 at grad school. Um, but what happened, so obviously I had worked in healthcare for seven years as I was enlisted, working my way through college um, and coming out and getting an officer slot um, to be pilot again, didn't let that stop me. Um, but interesting enough, so fast forward, um, I had, you know, I, I came out, I took a, um, a pilot slot out at Travis Air Force Base, I was flying C-17s, but I was also a runner, a CrossFitter, and I happened to have an injury um, during a workout, during a burpee, I was coming up from the push-up position um, and my neck like froze and I couldn't move. And I was in a lot of pain and my, I go to the long story short primary care physician. They're like, come back when you, your hands tingling, um, the orthopedic surgeon, you're too young for surgery, take pain pills. And obviously in my line of work that not an option. <laughs> so I, I went through this long, excruciating, painful process, but to find somebody to help me. I'm still in pain, mind you, um, and really hard to move. And it's, it was just alarming pain, hard to get out of bed, I couldn't move, just my my joints. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess flying in MVG so long, have a little spinal curvature now, yeah. a, a few different things going on um, in, my, in my spine. And so my muscles tense up, long story short, I got acupuncture and, and it was 95% better when I walked out. Wow. So that yeah. kind of just clued you in. There's a whole world of medicine that can help you that really isn't being touched, at least mainstream. At kind least of. mainstream, exactly, yeah. which is why it's complementary, right? So complementary is when you use non-traditional modalities um, in, in, in not in lieu of, but with your mainstream medicine. So I go to my doctor, she tells me to take pain pills. Um, and I'm like, well, I'll choose to go to acupuncture um, and do manual, you know, things, people look at this industry. It's so honestly mainstream. It's not non-mainstream. It's massage, it's yoga. Um, it's, you know, it's modalities like that, that are, we actually use every day. Mm -hmm. When it comes to finding these health and wellness providers, you know, because I went to so many appointments, they all had the same issue, marketing mm -hmm. and technology. And me as a consumer, I was, they, I couldn't find somebody to help me. I had to go to Yelp. And that's just not how I saw the future of healthcare. I didn't want the future of healthcare to depend on these independent health and wellness professionals marketing budget. Yeah. When they yeah. had such an impact on me. Yeah, I love that because there are so many people, especially I, I'm heading into the later part of my life in my 50s. And a lot of my friends are having issues with, you know, 
autoimmune issues, illnesses, backaches, whatever, you name it. And often they'll go to the doctor and it's the push of, oh, here's some meds and see, call me in the morning. And uh, sometimes that just does not do the trick. Um, and often medical uh, professionals will not see those other modalities as something they can use complementary with Western medicine. It doesn't have to be like, ooh, no, none of that. It can be used with, uh, I, I wish more general practitioners or doctors would see it not as something taboo or that you shouldn't work out with your patients, but this is something that we could use to help you maybe along with the medication. Absolutely, absolutely. We're not trying to replace anything. We're not trying to get it. We know there's a lot of taboo in this industry, mm -hmm. um, a lot of stuff out there. So we're really trying to, to your point, not just put these independent practitioners online, but really open up the transparency so, so everybody can see, hey, oh, well, my health coach is also um, a physician, you know, a physician's assistant or a nurse. Oftentimes they're actually, um, you know, already mm -hmm. in the healthcare space yeah. um, for the most part, if this is coming online. So there's, there's just so many different modalities and approaches that are available to help you feel better. And it's not just about replacing, it's just about augmenting your daily, how can you make our lives easier, better, and how can we feel better every day? Yeah. Now, how will it look when you go there? How do people go look for a practitioner? Is it a hard thing to use or get started? What does it look like getting started and looking for that wonderful alternative care complimentary person? Yeah. So go to sophiehealth.com and because I'm the one that had the issue and I designed um, and built the, the, built the site. I did this because I also, in this long process, realized that there's it's hard to understand the titles. Mm -hmm. So what we do for consumers um, is we let you search based on your symptoms. So like if you go to sophiehealth.com, you can say, oh, well, I go to wellness, mental wellness, and you can go like to anxiety. And in anxiety, you can see all the different types mm -hmm. of approaches that can help you from, you know, biofeedback, yoga, aromatherapy, um, whatever it is that the practitioners have listed on their business. And then you, so you can discover, we have hundreds of practitioners on the platform. Yeah. Um, and so you can discover their services, not based on their title, which you may not know, but you know how you feel. So yeah. that's what we've done. I love that. And you know, what's so amazing is that I think in our society, we've learned to see things as where's the one simple pill or one modality that makes it all better for everyone. And one size doesn't fit all. One that, you know, one specific nutrition diet that one person does or fitness that one person does doesn't work for another. Same goes with medical uh, modalities or medicines. What works for one person may not work for another. And so I love that you did it by symptoms because they can look by their symptoms, find a different, uh, a number of different modalities that might be solutions to their problem. I'm so glad you get it. That is exactly it. And this, again, this isn't, um, we're humans and we're complex. So this is not like, oh, cool. I took a pill. I'm, I'm good. This is, we all struggle with mental health, physical health, emotional health every day. You know, you could have work stress one day. You could have life stress, um, family stress. Um, you could have different stressors. You could not be sleeping well. And we go into this autoimmune um, onion layer. It's just onion layers of what's going on. Right. Yeah. So you have to go into, um, I have this going on. Maybe you need a functional medicine health coach to help you track and trace all the symptoms to get to the root cause of what's going on. Um, so this is, this is definitely something so you can maintain your well, well-being throughout your life, not just, just that quick fix. I love it. 
I love it because it is an ongoing journey in our life. As we change, as we get older, our bodies shift, things change. You don't always stay the same. Um, I love this, but I also know that when you were, you know, not only a pilot, but in the military, you had a lot of lessons learned in the cockpit and being an officer and enlisted officer um, uh, person that you could apply to your business. What are some of the lessons you learned? Yeah, so I kind of break it down into the three, the three P's, like the preparation, people, and perseverance, right? So when we are, and you already touched on those. Um, so um, startups are hard, you know, we're in search of that business model. Um, and I'd say just being able to gather data and make decisions um, and be strategic um, as you do a business. So that's one quick lesson learned. Mm -hmm. um, people, right? You are not going to build a company without a team. And I think that's something that you learn um, in the military and leading people on crews. You know, like I said, I was flying globally on the C-17 um, on missions around the world. Um, and so, you know, you, you really rely on your team, all ranks. Um, so again, you know, even in a startup from all the different levels, we're in this working together. Um, we don't really have it's not a titled organization um, per se. We always open door, let's get the job done. Yeah. Um, and the third is perseverance, mm -hmm. right? So entrepreneurship is really not, not for the faint of heart. Um, and I think that's something that I'm still working at every single day. Um, you know, it's easy aviation. I don't want to say it's, it's easy, but the love of aviation and it's fun at the end of the day. Um, and startups, I mean, can be lonely and isolating and it's hard and there's your money's on the line. Um, so I'd say, yeah, to learn that perseverance and trusting yourself and make these decisions and build these teams. Um, mm -hmm. those are the three takeaways from the military that I very much appreciate. Yeah, yeah. And I like that you mentioned the, the perseverance because some of the greatest companies who are successful today, what you don't see behind it is all the prep that went into it. Um, there's a maybe a successful show that literally you're seeing, oh yeah, they're they're just kicking it out there, but it took 20 years of them doing this one thing that now you see them exploding, but it was 20 years worth of work or someone who wrote a book and got rejected 400 times. Absolutely. Most people would have given up. And Absolutely. The overnight success of 10 years in the making is, is, is the industry joke, right? These, these things always take time. Yeah, it's interesting. There was a guy I had on several years ago who was in aviation. And he said to me, because he did, he accomplished five or six world records. And he said, the only thing that makes me different is that most people would have given up. Uh, along the journey to get those five world record records, they would have been like, oh, this is too hard. And so I, I think it's cool if you apply it to life that, yeah, this is hard today, but just keep looking that if you keep persevering one day, you'll see the fruits of your labor. Um, so being prepared, where have you seen that best laid out? Do you have a story you could share in the cockpit where you were prepared and then things came together in a good way? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Every mission. I mean, what you don't see um, from, from my job or from fighter pilots, like the preparation that go, we're talking a day of preparation. You come in the day before a flight to do a whole day's work of mission prep. Um, it's exactly the same um, in aviation as it is here. So um, in aviation, we look at this from, you have to look at what you, in, in like you said, flying's easy, but it's the things that you don't see and you're preventing, um, it's everything else that's going on in this super dynamic environment that you are you you get trained to be prepared for, um, and I'd say that's the exact same carryover. Um, and so, whether the the best example right is taking off on a mission out of California and you're flying to Afghanistan, how do you get there? How do you stay safe? How do you avoid 
what you need to avoid mm-hmm. um, and, and get in safe and do your mission and get out and get back. And um, yeah, that, that takes a lot of, of preparation work. Um, and it's the same for startups, right? So there's, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of market variables uh, that you may or may not know. Um, so the only thing that you can do is be prepared, do industry research, talk to people, market research. Um, but the one thing obviously different is market timing, right? So sometimes yeah. there's forces at play that you're just not um, prepared for. And again, that's where perseverance comes back in. So um, yeah, it's so, it's so true, Riley. I remember many years ago flying with my husband. Now he, he's the pilot. I never went and completed my certificate, but we were flying one night and we had everything in order. We checked ADIS, we checked weather, we got in the you know airplane, we went somewhere. Guess what? Weather got funky faster than we expected. And we got to the other side. We had to stop in a really deserted airport in East Hampton. And uh, it was December 23rd, very dead, you can imagine at that time. And we landed and our phone was dead. And we're like, oh my gosh, we see that's part of preparedness. Later on, I was like, we should have made sure, do we have enough digits on our phone? Should we need to make a phone call? Well, you know, we ended up using we ended up using the um, airplane radio to call for help uh, to, you know, nearby, um, you know, ADIS or whatever. And, and they were actually able to hook us up with the airport manager who was at home. Anyway, long and behold, we, we were able smart. to, yeah, he was very smart. He was able to get some help, but it was, we, we learned a lesson, be prepared. And, and that was a lesson that we learned to, to make sure all the bits you need to do your thing are in order so that you don't have that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like what do you, you know, the flying piece is easy. So what do you do in case of an emergency and what are all of these forces acting on you? Um, and aviation, there's a lot. Um, yeah. and so it's the same for startups. Like it's, it, it, but it can be a roller coaster, you know, unlike aviation, which is just fun. Yeah. It's just a lot more fun. <laughs> But also, you know, it's cool. Also, let's talk about the idea that, okay, things don't work out. You're having problems. Pivot. Let's see what's not working. And, and, and have you found that any times where things are out of sorts, you've had to relook at it and re-strategize, pivot, and then get, get going again? Yeah. I mean, I would I'd say overall that the idea and the concept is there. We're doing it, but, but for pivots, right? You're test, you're always testing testing variables, testing value propositions, um, testing landing pages, um, testing, go to market, you know, your go-to-market strategy, is it working, is it successful? You know, what does the data tell you? Um, so we try to use data to make decisions. Um, so testing ads, this, so it's, I wouldn't look at it as um, pivots, but it's smart learning. Revisions, you know, okay. Let's exact, yeah. How many revisions are in your FAR? So we, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the JEP revisions that we used to have to do manually, yeah. um, to always changing out the pages. Um, it's this, it's the same. So I look at this as test. Okay. This test didn't work. So I, I just don't look at this as pivot at this point. I look yeah, at this as yeah, this is totally. where we're going and how do we get there efficiently and effectively? Exactly. Um, Cause this is how much runway we have, which yeah. is now money. Not exactly. <laughs> you don't want to run off of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, exactly. You know, it's true. Cause some people get so stuck on their, uh, you can have the vision, but some people get so stick on stuck on, we have to do it this way. And it kind of just blocks them and blinds them from, Oh, okay. There's other options. Maybe the market doesn't want it this way. But if you shift just the way you're putting it out there, you'll reach where you're trying to get to. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. And I, you know, what I find really interesting are there's just so many smart, capable, young, talented people. Mm -hmm. um, so I love when we have interns coming to the company because I've almost gotten to the point where I'm like, tell me how you would do this process and how you could make this better on, mm -hmm. on for process improvement to, yeah. you know, tell us what you think of what we're doing. I love outside perspective because I feel like, you know, it's tunnel vision. It's like, be, you know, you know, when you're on an instrument flying, okay. you know, this is like, I'm here, I'm in the weeds and all I can focus on is right here, you know, heading, flying zero done zero. Um, but when you have outside um, um, perspective come in from anybody, from an intern to mm -hmm. somebody who cares about you and your mission, it's yeah. really insightful and impactful to take a step back and say, oh, this is, this is how you perceive us, or this is what you think, or this is how the market's accepting me, even mm -hmm. geographically. Mm -hmm. um, so we're expanding a lot in the South and, and it's just, it's great to see. And I really love that perspective. Yeah. So I think well, that helps you get out of tunnel vision. Totally. Tunnel vision is a thing. Well, and the copy can kill you, but yep. in, in, in a business, yes. it can, it could, yeah, totally. <laughs> Task then, saturation is not good. You gotta, you gotta have your stand going at all, at all times. Exactly. But also in your business, it, it can totally kill a business, but you know, we could go on for hours. This is such a fascinating topic and you are doing great work out there with Sophia health. How can people uh, find out more, get started and perhaps maybe even um, help you. Are you still looking for people to help out in your company? How's it working? Call me, yeah. <laughs> email yeah. Riley at SophiaHealth.com. That's S-O-F-I-A health.com. Absolutely. Um, if you, if you're a health and wellness practitioner and you want to get your business online, um, you know, we have people from nutritionists, doulas, the naturopathic physicians, yoga instructors, get online, email us, or just go to SophiaHealth.com and sign up. Um, if you want to help us out at, so at, at the company, Again, email me, Riley at SophiaHealth.com. Love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Riley. It's been such a blessing having you here today. Thank you so much for coming to Savvy Broadcasting in our 10th Annual Aviation Month. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Christina. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more Savvy episodes and Savvy Biz Tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen now only $19.99. Plus free premium home delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.